Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. When I was a child, my family would visit my grandparents down in Virginia. Now, we lived up in Pennsylvania, so it was quite a little drive, but it was our vacation, so to speak. Uh, We loved going to Granddad and Granny Hall's place as children, and part of that reason is uh, my granddad was uh, the supervisor of an apple and peach orchard, and oh my goodness, what a beautiful, wonderful place to, to play, to hang out with the cousins. Lots of good memories. My granddad was, I suppose, a bit of an expert in uh, those fruit, in apples and peaches and how to handle the trees and, and how to handle the fruit of those trees. So we're talking about bearing fruit today. And we have uh, come to the conclusion from the scriptures that our God, Almighty God, is pleased with, He gets pleasure when His children bear fruit. The Word of God says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, "...so that you will walk or live in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects." bearing fruit in every good work. And so as we bear fruit, we give the Lord pleasure. Now, we don't do it to get accepted by God, as I have said on the previous podcast. We are already accepted by Him through the work of Jesus Christ. We are fully and completely accepted. But because we are, we love Him, and out of our love, we want to please Him. And as we bear fruit, we do give Him pleasure. Now, a basic principle about fruit bearing is stated in Matthew chapter 7 verse 20. There it says that you will recognize them by their fruits. In that particular context, he's talking about false prophets versus uh, true prophets. And he, he talks about the fact that a bad tree can't give good fruit and a good tree won't give bad fruit. And, and when you see the good fruit or the bad fruit, you recognize them by their fruits. And that is true for true believers. That is true for uh, real, genuine, authentic Christ followers. So, so what do we look for? What are the fruits of a believer? And for that, we turn to the Word of God because God's Word is always the place to turn to when you want to get the truth. And the truth about what real fruits are found in believers is, is in, in the Scriptures. Now, today um, I am relying on uh, some study notes found in the John MacArthur Study Bible. And if I can just push the pause button on this subject for a moment and do a little commercial. And and this commercial is for your good, for your benefit. I would strongly encourage you, if you want to be a more serious student of the Word and you want to get some good, solid insight into the Word, uh, go get yourself a MacArthur Study Bible. 
um, and and it'll come in a couple of different versions. I happen to have the New American Standard version. Uh, I think it's available in the English Standard version, the SV, and maybe in the uh, New King James version. So you have some choices there. But um, I would again strongly encourage you, if at all possible, to pick up a John MacArthur Study Bible, and you will be blessed and and uh, well taught by the thousands of, uh, of notes there. So I'm relying on, on that today. I want to give credit where credit is due. And we find five of those fruits, five of those fruits in Scripture. And I want to go through those five fruits. And so the first one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15. And here's what it says. Now I urge you, brethren... You know the household of Stephanus, that they were the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves for ministry to the saints. So the household of Stephanus, according to Paul, they were the first fruits of Achaia. Now, what does that mean? Well, it simply means that in in the ministry there, uh, some of the first uh, fruits, some of the first people to come to know Jesus Christ, to become Christ followers, true believers, uh, were people that lived in the household of Stephanus. And so we get from that that one fruit of a believer, of a true believer, is other people becoming Christ followers through our ministry. Uh, It is very clear from the words of the Lord Jesus before he departed this earth, he said that he was sending us to make disciples. And um, and so we do that as we are faithful to proclaim, first of all, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 3, as Paul is talking about divisions in the church and how people were lining up behind different ones and saying, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of, of Christ, and they were dividing. And Paul was addressing that here in First Corinthians chapter 3. And Paul said, said this, What then is Apollos, and what is Paul? What are they? Servants through whom you believed. Through whom you believed. Even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one, as God gave each one of these servants opportunity to share the gospel, God used them. It was through them, through these humans proclaiming the gospel, that they believed. Verse 6 says, I planted, Apollos watered. But God was causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. That's incredible. You are God's field, God's building. Look, all of that is saying this. God allows us as believers to participate with Him in the process to make disciples, in the process to see others become Christ followers. And and uh, as we work and minister and we're faithful with the gospel, others come to know Jesus Christ through our ministry. Others are growing and maturing through our ministry. 
ministry, and that is our fruit. And so if you're a true believer, somehow or the other, now we're not talking about putting notches on your belt. We're not talking about running around bragging, I led 18,000 people to Jesus. That's not the point. It's talking about us being faithful right where God puts us to do our part, whether we're planting seed or we're watering seed. Uh, somewhere in that process, we are a part of the Great Commission, and as we are faithful in that, others are becoming Christ followers, others are maturing as Christ followers. That is so clear. So, fruit number one is others becoming Christ followers and developing as Christ followers through our ministry. A second one, a second kind of fruit is found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15, and here's what it says. Through Him then, and that is Jesus, through Jesus, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of of lips that give thanks to His name. And so a second fruit is thankful, verbal praise to God. I want to tell you, a true believer, uh, we have our ups and downs, we have our disappointments, we have our valleys, we have our challenges, we have our setbacks, we have our hard times, but a true believer is uh, a grateful believer, an attitude of gratitude that comes out through our mouth. Uh, It is thankful, verbal praise being given to God. And the scripture here says that this is sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips that give thanks to His name. So, fruit number two is thankful, verbal praise to God. Is that fruit evident in your life, even through difficult times? In everything, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in everything, give thanks. It doesn't mean that we say, thank you, Lord, that I just got slapped down hard. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that I'm struggling with my health. Not that, but thank you, Lord, that even though I am struggling with my health, even in the midst of being slapped down hard, I know you're good and you've got me and I know that this didn't catch you by surprise and I know that there is a better place ahead and that you're doing all this, allowing all this to work out to my good. And so there is that thankful spirit, that attitude of gratitude, and it is one of the fruit that makes obvious who is God's people, God's true people. Then there's a third one, and I'm moving quickly here. And it's found in Romans chapter 15, verses 26 to 28. And I want to tell you, I'm getting, there's a warning here uh, as I go to this one. And it's this. This one might hurt a little bit, all right? But this is the mark of a true believer. This is fruit that's on a true believer's tree. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verses 26 to 28 says, for, for Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. Yes, they were pleased to do so and they are indebted to them for if the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual things, they are indebted to minister to them also in material things. Therefore, when I have finished this, Paul said, when I've finished it, when I've gotten this contribution and got it to where it belongs and have put my seal on this fruit of theirs, I will go on by way of you to to Spain. This fruit of theirs. So Paul calls their calls their contributions, their financial contributions, fruit. Here it is. 
one of the fruits of a true believer is giving financially. Now, listen, I am not raising money here. I'm not asking for for money. This is not what it's about. I want to tell you, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And you could reverse that. Wherever your heart is, there your treasure is. Um, Jesus said that. And, and Jesus talked lots about finances and money. And, and I know that there are shysters out there, these prosperity uh, preachers that, that are false uh, prophets giving false doctrine. The whole prosperity theology is false. And that's not what this is all about. This is about godly people giving to God and to God's work. And as we give, it is our fruit. We are manifesting fruit uh, that, that's of a, of a true believer. A true believer is generous. Now, you may say, well, I don't have much. Let me tell you, when you study the Scriptures, you'll understand that Paul said in one case that they, out of their poverty, they were sacrificially giving. It's not about how much you give. It is about your heart and, and, and what you're doing out of your heart. And so, I warned you ahead of time. This one hurts a little because when we start talking about the pocketbook, uh, we we tend to to hurt a little bit there. But uh, it is true fruit. The next one is found in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse eleven. And there in Hebrews twelve eleven, we we read this, I, and and this is this is really a good one as well. It says, "All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet those who have been trained by it." Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. As God works in our lives and He disciplines us and He guides us and He prunes us and He works, the yielding of that, the fruit of that is the fruit of righteousness. And that is a righteous life, a righteous life, a godly life, a holy lifestyle. And for true believers, that is a fruit. And then the fifth one is found in Galatians 5, verses 20. 22 and 23, and it's a very well-known passage of Scripture, and 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 uh, I am running out of time on this podcast, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you to go to Galatians 5 and read verses 22 and 23, and we'll pick up on that one on the very next podcast. And so, until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.